Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. We are going to start a series that will probably go most of the year. I do like to stay on one subject, but when we preach one subject, I still take a lot of rabbit trails. And we're going to cover a lot of information. Next week, I will have a handout for you. This handout is like a little syllabus. It's on the subject of faith. It's just, it gives you just a lot of scriptures under different headings. It will help just, I like things simple. Amen. And so we're putting faith into categories, what faith is, how it works, where it come from, comes from. And we'll, we'll, you'll have that for your own convenience. Take it home. I thought about having Julie type out all the scriptures, and I thought, no, you can do that. You look the scriptures up. You get your Bible out and look those scriptures up. There's a lot of scriptures. But I think you'll enjoy it, how it's put together, and it'll, it'll benefit you. Amen. Let's look at Romans 10 this morning. And let's look at verse 8. Romans 10 and verse 8. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. So where's the word need to be? Not, Not just in your heart, but... The word of faith needs to be in your mouth too. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Very important scripture. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you did not have a heartfelt confession when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you really wouldn't be born again. You see how the mouth is so important. Your words, your tongue. Okay. Look at verse 11. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him, him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Is a preacher important? Especially a preacher of the word. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Now look at verse 17. So then what? Faith comes by what? Hearing Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say that with me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now put up that illustration. I have a central truth for you. Faith is obtained by what? Hearing Hearing the word of God. Some of you, your hearing's not the best, especially as you get older. I have a dog, and, and I still think the dog hears, and I'm just fooling myself because I'll yell when it gets into the bathroom. It likes Kleenex, and it eats Kleenex, and I'll yell, and Kathy will keep telling me, she doesn't hear you. She doesn't hear you. She's stone deaf. You know, my wife is close to being stone deaf. Okay? 
Sometimes, and then some of us, man, we have what we call selective hearing. We hear what we Justin, you're grinning. We hear sometimes what we want to hear, and then there's times we just, we're in our zone, right? But this is what I want you today. We're going to start on this subject of faith, an important subject. The Bible says without faith, and, and Timothy Scott told me today, God was opening up scripture to him, and the scripture was, you know, without faith, it's impossible to what? Please the Father God. So Faith is so important, and we're going to delve into this subject and and spend time on this subject, but this morning and probably next week, we're going to stick on this. Faith is obtained by hearing the Word of God. Say that. Faith is obtained by hearing the Word of God. So you can take that down. Thank you. So do you see how important your hearing is? Amen. Now, I want you to look at Revelation. I was, I don't know how I ended up in Revelation when I was studying this, because this wasn't what really I was going to share with you. I'm going to show you some things here in Revelation. And Jesus Christ gave Revelation to the Apostle John. And if you were watching this, the, the movie series, The Bible, that's how it ended. Revelation 2. Revelation 2. Now, I, can't, I don't have time to go through, and I just want you to understand, and this is the point I'm trying to make. In fact, let's look at the verse 1. This is the church at Ephesus. But look at verse 7. We're talking about your what here? Ear. Ears, your hearing. Look at what Jesus Christ said. It's red letter here in my Bible in verse 7. He who has an ear, let him what? Hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, does that apply to today? Sure does. We better have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Now look at the next line. To him who what? Overcomes, I will give to to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. I want you to see here, there's a key to listening and to hearing and being victorious. And an overcomer. Okay, look at, let's look, let's look on. Look at verse 11, the next church. We're not going to go through, that's a whole other teaching. But here again, the second church he addresses in verse 11. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who what? Overcomes. Okay, look at verse 17, the third church. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who what? Overcomes. Okay, look at uh, verse 26. I think this is the fourth church. All right, it starts in 26. It says, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end to him, I will give power over the nations. And you jump over to verse 29. Jesus ends this as he does the other churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Okay, then you go to Revelation 3, chapter 3. Look at verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has a what? Ear. Ear, Let him hear. Okay. Look at verse 12. A couple more. 
He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. Ends in verse 13. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then one more in verse 21. To him who overcomes... This was the lukewarm church. I will grant you to sit with me on my throne as as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I'd never really seen that before. But, you know, it talks about overcoming. And the thing is, God wants his people, he wants you and I individually as Christians to be overcomers. We're to overcome situations and circumstances. Well, how do we overcome? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome because of Jesus Christ. Amen? In in a nutshell, Jesus basically is telling you and I we need to develop our spiritual ear. All right? You have a spiritual ear. What are you studying in your Bible study? How to be led by the Spirit of God. You need to know how to be led by the Spirit. What's the primary way God, by the way, here's a rabbit trail. How's the, what's the primary way God leads his people? Burning bush? The inward witness, that still small voice. The Spirit of God has a voice. You're going to find that out too. But God will speak to his people, but we need to tune in to the right frequency. But when we're too distracted and too busy with the cares of life and the affairs of this world, we can miss it. And so I want you to see how important it is, as Jesus said in Revelation, if we're going to be overcomers, then we need to learn how to listen and how to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Look at 1 John 5. 1 John chapter 5. Our central truth is faith is obtained by hearing the Word of God and not just hearing at one time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. You can't just... You can, if you want to, listen one day and then not listen to the Word of God for a few weeks, but that's really not the God kind of faith. We need to be diligent and consistent day in and day out and listen to the Word of God. Look at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, For whatever is what born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So what is the victory that overcomes the world? Your what? My what? Your faith. How's faith come? By hearing. So today, if you're not good at hearing the Word of God consistently and listening to the Word of God, I've got a news flash for you. You are not going to be the overcomer God intended you to be. You're not going to be successful and victorious in this life. God wants us to be that way. Amen? Your faith, my faith, is a spiritual weapon that brings victory over the world. Faith grows in your heart by hearing the Word of God. Say, faith grows in my heart by hearing the Word of God. Now, for the sake of time, you don't need to turn there. These are scriptures. James chapter 119. Let every man be swift to hear. One, I think the Amplified says a ready, ready listener. Let every man... That means women too. Be swift to hear. Proverbs twenty-two seventeen. Incline your ear 
and hear the words of the wise, Proverbs says. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Mark 4.24, Jesus said, Take heed what you hear. So do you see the importance of the ear gate? Do you see the importance of consistently hearing the Word of God? There's times I like music and I have CDs. I like bluegrass. Nobody here does, but Caleb does. I like bluegrass. And I like certain country music. Got to stick it to Brad here a little bit. I like rock and roll because I came from the 70s. Oh, wow. I got some response from the 70s people here. But I'll be honest with you. There's times I got to turn it off. And I got to put in a CD. And I'm listening to the word. And, you know, you know in your spirit. There's just times, you know, just like your stomach when you're hungry. You know you've got to set certain things aside. And you've got to make that a priority. Getting the word of God. And so I put Dr. Kagan's healing CD on, and I listened to it over and over, and you get so I, I even sound like him. You listen to it over and over. But what, you know, you might seem laborious to you and repetitive to you, but it's necessary. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now listen, I wrote this statement down, listen. Overcoming persecution and doctrinal, doctrinal error. So we're living in a time and an age where you can easily be deceived. Overcoming persecution and doctrinal error error in these last days depends upon a strong faith. Everyone say strong faith. A strong faith depends upon hearing God's word on a consistent basis. You want a strong faith? You want to survive in these last days? Then you better listen to the word of God. Somebody said this, and I believe this, pastoring today is harder than any time in history. Well, you don't have to be too concerned because you're not pastoring. You, pastoring today, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, we're living in the last days in the spirit of the Antichrist, and I'm not scared and I'm not concerned, but I'm telling you what, when you see people, other pastors falling, spiritual leaders falling, things it, 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 it shakes me up. I don't want to fall. I want to succeed. I want you to succeed. And the key to this is what we're hearing every day. What are you and I listening to every day? Now, I'm going to give you some spiritual truths while I do. Look at Luke 6. A couple more scriptures. Luke chapter 6. Find Luke 6 and verse 17. I'm going to give you a couple of examples here of hearing. Luke 6, 17, find your place, and then I'm going to give you some statements here before I read the Scripture. Here are some spiritual insights or spiritual truths. And I wrote these down because these are good. Number one, you can't believe until you hear. You can't believe until you what? Hear. Number two. What you hear determines what you have. What you and I hear determines what 
we have. Number three, it's what you hear today that will, will determine whether you bear fruit tomorrow. I'll say it again. It's what you hear today that will determine whether you bear fruit tomorrow. So it's real important what you're listening to. Number four. Most people are in trouble because they're hearing the wrong thing. Most people are in trouble because they're hearing the wrong thing. Now, let's bring it home here. Number five. What you hear will determine whether you have life or death. What you and I hear will determine whether we have life or death, sickness or health, poverty or prosperity, oppression or peace, and whether you're defeated in this life or victorious. Do you see how important, how important it is to hear correctly? What you hear will determine whether you have life or death, sickness or health, poverty or prosperity, oppression or peace, whether you're defeated in this life or victorious. Now, you, you can look real spiritual, but I, I'm just going to tell you the way it is. Is that okay? A lot of you can come on a Sunday morning, and you can look right at me. And you can smile. And you can really look like you're engaged in what I'm saying. But you checked out 20 minutes ago. I'm not saying everybody. Just most of you. Just kidding. Just, just lighten up now. Understand what I'm saying. You can sit there. Why do you know that? Because I've done it. I've sat and listened to, you know, I don't care what you do for a living. You can act like you're engaged, but you're thinking about, what are we good, where are we going for lunch? Now, my family, we don't have that problem. We don't, because when we get out of church, nobody knows where they want to go to have lunch. They weren't thinking about that during the service. So my hat's off to my family. But you can check out. Oh, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You sit here and you look at me and you smile and amen. That's why I have to tell you when amen because sometimes you don't know because you weren't listening. Amen? But you can think about what, I'm, what you're going to do this afternoon. You know, I like to hunt many times. I can, I've had guest speakers and I've checked out on them. Right? Well, I want to tell you, let's turn, turn the table here. You can do that with doubt and unbelief. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to listen to garbage. You don't have to. You can tune it out, just like you tune me out sometimes. Or, or husband, we can, let's take it to another level. Husbands and wives. I know I bug her and uh, she'll look at me. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? And quite frankly, no, I'm not. But I, I really try. I re I'm, I'm trying. I could probably try harder. Abe, you need to work on this too. Try harder. Listen. Really listen. How do you like listening to somebody? Say we're looking. I'm talking to Ron right now. We're having a conversation. And Ron's giving me information. And I'm going. You have people like that all the time. So probably across your desk. You know, they're not listening. And then it's an aggravation. And then we get angry. 
because you're not wives, right? Women, that'd be a good time for you to say amen because you want your man to engage and really listen. Amen, Sandy. I heard you. You can do the same thing by tuning out doubt and unbelief. Your ear doesn't have to be a garbage can. All right. Now, Luke 6, you're there. So let's, let's get right into verse 17. And he, or Jesus, came down with him and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people. Now, now this, this is important to understand. How many? A great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to what? And who came to what? Hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were what? Healed. And the what? Whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him. That's the anointing. That healing anointing went out from him and he healed some of them. He healed all, all of them. The whole multitude. How many is a multitude? A lot of people. Were some just healed? No. It says they were they and healed them all. So they were all healed. The primary purpose, I want you to see this, because I didn't see really pay much attention to this. The primary purpose of the people who came to Jesus. Well, you look down, I want you to see it again. Why did they come? I'm going to read it to you. And he came down with them and stood on a level places with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, from seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to be healed. Uh-uh. No. What did they come for? They came, yeah, they came with their sickness, they came with their needs, but it said they came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. So it says a great multitude came to hear Jesus and they were all healed. Would you agree with that? How many? Okay, now look at Mark 5. Mark chapter 5. And verse 25. I want you to see There's a direct connection between hearing the words of Jesus or the words of God and receiving a miracle. I'll say it again. There's a direct connection between hearing the word of Jesus, He is the word, and receiving a miracle. Did all those people, that multitude, receive a miracle? Yeah, it says they were all healed. Well, let's look at this. Mark 5 and verse 25. You know this story well. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for how many years? That a long time? Long time. And had suffered many things for many physicians. She'd spent all that she had and was no matter, no better, but rather what? Grew worse. Now listen in verse 27. When she heard about who? Jesus. So did she hear? Is hearing important? 
Yes. She came behind him in the what? Crowd and what? Touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So faith in the heart released with the mouth. Immediately the fountain immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Now how did he know? Now he operated as a man. I mean we yes he was God but yet he was man. He he gave all his divine privileges up. When he came to this earth, he functioned when he walked on the earth because of the anointing. And he knew, and there's times you know, the anointing of God is a power. And many times you can sense that. I don't like to use the word feel because that's a different realm. You sense that anointing leaving your body. I've, I've prayed for people and sensed that anointing go into their body, into their sick body. What's well, the same thing here? Jesus knew that anointing is probably looking around. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Now listen, verse 31. But his disciples said to him, You see the what? Did we hear that word before in Luke chapter 6? His disciples were dumbfounded. You see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? So what were those people doing? As Jesus was walking, what were they doing? They were thronging just around him, just like the, the president or some dignitary in, in, in a group of people surrounding him. What were they doing? Yeah, they were touching. It was just, wasn't just this woman that reached out, touched him and was healed. There was a multitude of people surrounding Jesus and trying to receive something from him. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Healing virtue went out of Jesus and healed how many? One. Now, in the previous account, how many? All. Isn't that interesting? Luke chapter 6, the whole multitude. Mark chapter 5, one. What was the difference? The hearing, see. The multitude in, in Luke chapter 6 came to be healed. No, they came to hear. So what was the priority? Hearing. That's why so many times you have prayer lines over and over and over and over and over and over. They want something. When in all reality, we just need to hear and assimilate all this information, the word that's going forth. Healing virtue went out of Jesus, healed one woman while the multitudes received nothing. Why? She heard about Jesus. Now listen, it's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. I'll say it again. It's not the Father's fault. Whose fault is it? It's the people's fault. The ones that were healed in Luke chapter 6 and the woman in Mark chapter 5 took time 
to hear Jesus. They took time to hear Jesus. I'll say it once more. They took time to hear Jesus. There's a direct connection between hearing and receiving from God. There's a direct connection between hearing and receiving a miracle from God. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. And if you'll find out, what's the most important parable? The sower sows the word and it talks about the different heart types, the soil types. If you'll, if you'll look that, and maybe we'll get into that, you'll, you'll find out Jesus talks about this, about your hearing. Hearing is so important. There's a direct connection between hearing and receiving a miracle from God. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Proverbs 4 says, incline your ear unto my sayings. You can't believe until you hear. So if you're struggling, let's use this as an example, financially. Have you ever, anybody here ever struggled financially? Just me. What do you need to hear? Fox News? Business report every day? The five at five or whatever? Is that going to really set you free? You need to hear what's the word have to say about finances? It applies to every... How do you get saved? How are you born again? You know how precious are the feet of them that preach the gospel, the good tidings, but you have to what? Hear. God gives, his, gives you saving faith. Faith arises in your heart. You're born again. And then God gives you... He gives you a measure of faith that you need, and I need to be good stewards of and develop. But it comes back to hearing. You can't believe until you hear. When you believe, that's when you draw from the power of God. Look at Acts 14, and then we'll quit. Acts 14. You can't believe until you what? Hear. And when you believe, that's when you draw from the power of God. That's why the people, the multitude in Luke chapter 6 and the woman and with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, they were healed because they heard. Here's another example, a quick one. Acts 14. There's other examples here, but I, I wanted to give you this, this one more. Just, they're at Iconium and, and uh, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. And verse 1, so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and the Greeks, believed. And verse 7, and they were preaching the gospel there. Now look at verse 8. So they were preaching the what? The word, weren't they? Sure, they were preaching the gospel. And at Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. That's pretty pathetic, isn't it? This man what? This man what? This man what? Heard Paul speaking and Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. A strong faith depends upon hearing God's word on a consistent basis. Strong faith. You, you know, 
If you don't want to be deceived in these last days, we've had people that's been like revolving doors through the years. People come, people go. People come, people go. And usually you'll find that the ones that go, it's because they quit hearing. They quit listening. They quit hearing to the word, listening to the word of God. They quit doing the word of God. Then, you know, the Bible says the entrance of God's word brings light. The word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light onto your pathway. Do you see? If you don't see, it's because you've got a word problem. The light's not coming. The word is associated with light. And if you're not in the light, you're in darkness. And when, so if you're not in the light, you're in darkness, you're susceptible to being deceived and being led astray. It's the truth. That's why you need to church, come to church. That's why you need to make a real effort of being in the church as much as possible. And not just church, but you've got to make an in, it's, take the individual responsibility of getting the Word somehow. Whether you have Bible on CD or whatever, you've got to get into the Word. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Put that big ear up there, would you please? You want to know whose ear that is in church? Guess. Guess whose ear that is. I don't know. He just got off the internet. I was just... (laughs) I'm just fooling with you. Faith is obtained by hearing the Word of God. Now listen, your eyes have something to do with it too, but we're talking about your ears. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Father, today, I pray for the ears in the name of Jesus the spiritual ears of your people at Harvest Church all of us be opened in Jesus name to hear what the spirit is saying to the church that will not be dull lethargic indifferent but father will be alert We'll be ready listeners every day. And I pray, Lord, that all of us will make an effort to be doers of the word. When we're not in the church and we're outside these four walls, that we'll take individual responsibility in listening to the word of God, anything that promotes Jesus and the word. So, Father, today, I thank you. The ears of the people are anointed to hear. And as they hear... I thank you, faith shall arise in their hearts. And I thank you, Lord, they're not just hearers of your word, but they're also doers of it too. And so, Father, I call these people blessed in the name of Jesus. In every area of life, spirit, soul, body, financially, faith is growing in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.